0: Welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Josh Larkham, Head Diving Coach at Florida International University.
1: And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. And this
0: podcast, as always,
1: is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Video replay, the most important tool in diving, so make sure you get over to sidelinescout.com. Check out their Poolside Live Package. Um, again, we've been hammering it home, but we're really enjoying this clipping feature where it uh, gives you the last 30 seconds of video in an easy, convenient clip that goes either right to your team iPad or even, you know, an athlete's cell phone or your own cell phone. Uh, it's really, really nice. So, uh, like I said, Poolside Live from SidelineScout.com. Either get that one as your basic package or you can upgrade to the Scout Box system, with ha- which has, you know, tons of different other capabilities that Heath rocks with over at Clearing University.
2: So uh, Josh, just jumping in here, kind of just take us through your journey. I feel like you've had a pretty exciting uh, three, four years here in your coaching journey, but kind of walk us through how you got involved in the sport, where you are now and how you got there.
0: Yeah. uh, Well, first off, thanks guys for having me. Uh, So I guess I started diving when I was, I think like, you know how like swims classes when you're younger, they have like a diving continuance or whatever. So I did that. And the guy who coached his name was PJ. And I remember he knew how to do a hurdle. A front dive tuck and a back jump and a back flip straight that was it so <laughs> that was the extent of my dive and I played soccer and baseball primarily so I just did that for fun and then I did trampoline I did parkour stuff so I was like oh yeah like sure and I got to high school and I I did something in my arms so I couldn't end up playing baseball so they're like hey like why don't you do diving it's in the winter you can kind of like rehab I was like okay, so I swim, and we needed a diver, and I said, yeah, like, I've done it before, and I was just chucking my body off, like, a <laughs> man, I was just going for it, so, <laughs> um, and they're, like, oh, you've been down, you must have been down for a while, and I was, I was wearing the jammers, I was, like, <laughs> board sports. I was like, yeah, like, so much, so much fun, and then we go to a dual meet, and there's this, uh, you know, Dairu Dutch Club, we're in a speed, I'm, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not that guy, <laughs> um, so that was fun, uh, and then, yeah, uh, I got recruited to dive in college at Canisius College. Um, and I recruited really late. I was like, I you know, being a college coach now and Aaron, I'm sure you understand dealing with high school side and heath on the college side, like they're like, Oh, I need to make a decision ASAP. And I committed in April. Nice. nice. I'll rephrase I committed April 20th. <laughs> so I was very much <laughs> last minute. Um but I was gonna I was gonna go uh, to a SUNY school, which is a state school in New York, um, and so I was gonna go to Cortland. Or mm-hmm. dream school was Duke, uh, mm-hmm. and waitlisted all the stuff. And then I met Ian on a training trip where it was the first winter camp of Ripfest before it was Ripfest. Um, and Ian, uh, there was a swimmer on the team whose younger brother was my best friend from high school, and I was like, hey, like I'm going to here. He's like, oh, my diving team's going there. You should say hi. So I did we're in the middle of noblesville indiana and they're like how on earth do you know that name um and so yeah so ian invited me to a trip i came i loved the school and started diving there uh, got a little bit more serious on the club i joined a club team on long island with george taylor for about mm-hmm. six months seven months um and then i would go back in the summer train with him uh and then ended up qualifying for zones my plan was med school that was the goal was like either med school or physical therapy school. So I did all the prerequisites and all that fun jazz. And then I did a gap year and that's where Niagara University opened up. Um, It was the rival school of my undergrad. So that was fun. Um, And it was funny because I, I remember on my first day of campus, I met the woman's basketball coach in Niagara and she's like, oh, you look familiar. Did you go to Canisius? I'm like, I did. She's like, yeah, I remember you heckling us. I was like, I'm so... <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry
1: <laughs> um,
0: so that was fun that was cool and she's great Jada's was fantastic um and so yes yeah, so I ended up being at Niagara for two years uh and it was fun it was weird I had teammates that I was friends with on the team as well um one of the seniors was like three months older than me so that was kind of weird um but yeah, no, I loved it. And I ended up do, loving that more than I liked going to shadow any doctors or physical therapists. And I still love that anatomy and I still love science. And I think that incorporates a lot in how I coach because it's very science-based. But my parents always told me, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I love coaching so much that it didn't feel like work um and so yeah and then uh after my second year at niagara i got i was also coaching club at wings diving in buffalo new york which is run out of university at buffalo and the owner slash head coach is russ decker mm-hmm. and he asked me if i wanted to coach club as a volunteer for a year so i did that and then there were some coaching changes and he's like hey like i can put you on staff if you want and the goal was for me to do learn to dive and i was like yeah that's fine i just want to get into it um And I ended up having to sub for the junior Olympic team coach, the one, the team that goes to all the national meets Mm -hmm. and they, they got a lot out of it and they all asked when I was coaching again. So that's kind of how that stuck. And then uh, when I was transitioning to be a volunteer coach at Buffalo, it was a perfect spot because I would literally coach college for like four days a week and then just stay later and then coach club. And then, so I was doing that and then did that for a year, which was 2021 to 20, no, 20 to 21. Yep. Okay. And then um, I had the privilege of working with Kara Helder at West Virginia University this past year. And I had interviewed for other positions, um, but I've heard so much good about Kara and I had a lot of friends and teammates that dove under her and worked with her. And they're like, she will change your perspective of diving. And my gosh, that has never been more true. (laughs) Um, I tell her all the time. I still talk to her about once every couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, got my master's in higher education administration there, um, focusing on student athlete mental health, as well as what coaches can do more on uh, academic side rather than just athletic side. Um, and then yeah, uh, uh, at around NCAAs, I heard a rumor FIU was gonna be opening up and I got introduced to Randy Horner, who's my swim coach and boss. And we just chalked. we didn't, it wasn't an interview. He was just like, Hey, like, let's get to Nelia. He's really big on baseball, which I am too. So like, we talked about that for like 20 minutes. And then, you know, uh, he cares about swimming. I don't think that's uh, as common as we would, as diving coaches we'd like to have. Um, so, you know, he, and even now I like, get recruiting videos. So like, Oh, send me what, send me what you got. And he like actually has like pretty solid opinions. Mm-hmm. His judging's horrible though. We did a mock meet and he was just. <laughs> but you know it's having a staff that like really cares about this diving as a sport is just really impactful so yeah so that's kind of where I'm at now
2: that's that's awesome um just I mean one follow-up that I have is just talk to us a little bit about the difference between coaching club and college you know that strikes me as being a little bit of a challenge at times but what was the difference like for you
0: um to be honest it was really hard uh because i didn't know what i wanted to do i didn't know if i wanted to coach club or coach college um you know long island divers was had maybe 25 30 athletes which where i dove club um wings had about 20 to 30 athletes and so when i was interviewing for the past two years it was one was at um a big club in north carolina another one was in akron ohio so um you know with mark and it was awesome Mark is fantastic. Uh, (laughs) It really came down to American Flyers or FIU. And uh, I told, and I asked Mark, I said straight up, uh, you know, what, what do I do? And he said, listen, club can always come back college. If you're in it, enjoy it. And I was like, okay. And I think for me, I like both aspects of it in the sense that you develop. And I think that's how I coach it. Um, The hard part or challenging part is at college, right? You got to break down some habits that you may not love and you have a shorter time to do it because Mm -hmm. of meets and dual meets. So my first question when I got hired, um, I told Randy, I was like, hey, how important do you care about dual meets? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, because my goal is conference zones and NCAAs. So if you're trying to win dual meets, then I can't promise great results. Mm -hmm um because again coaching club you know hey juniors is in july Mm -hmm. so i have from september till july to really like work on hurdles work on basic work on foundations and not stress about meets Mm -hmm. and he was like listen as long as they do the best they can and they're going to score the best they can with the dies they have i'm in i said okay cool that's awesome Um, man and i think it was because i was upfront about it i don't think it was hey like they're going to be doing oh ones and oh threes for the first Mm -hmm. couple weeks um Mm -hmm um and again uh the other side of it is with club coaching i love working with kids i think that's something that was always really appealing to me and just fun because they uh they don't know they're not they don't know scared meaning like whatever you tell them to do they're like yeah yeah let's just go for it whereas college kids are like yeah no i'm gonna smack i'm gonna eat it (laughs) um so yeah no um i think that's the major difference but i think what's similar is that if you if you coach it right or just have the right athletes that are willing to learn, it's very similar.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. I love what you said about asking
1: straight up, upfront about dual meets. Um, Really, really funny. I just finished my boys season outline for this coming year and we start tomorrow. And I, you know, if any of my boys are listening, you know, buckle up, but there's a couple of days that I'm going to be missing and it's very big bold no new dives you're working on lineups you're working on board work i'm not here deal with it and i know there's going to be a couple meets especially early in the year where they're going to want to throw bigger dives and i'm sure the swim coach will want them to be throwing bigger dives but i'm not willing to skimp on that technique part so thank you for having the same uh, same mentality there and carrying no, it on in, in the college world
0: i agree and i think too right like i you know i just hearing you guys and just seeing Heath coach in person right like you start off the dive with doing board work doing mechanics doing lineups and then you go into the next part of the dive which is the takeoffs and everything else and so like that's what i try to explain my divers and we just had our meet against purdue and they dove really well their hurdles were consistent their tops were great but they didn't hit all their lines and they're like yeah well i Oh, I'm so mad. I'm like, did we work on our lines? No. Mm -hmm. Did we work on our hurdles? Did we work on our takeoffs? Were all those good? Great. Okay. So we did what we wanted to.
1: Yeah.
0: And so now that we're going into end of November, early December, now we're going to start working on entries and positioning, because if you don't have a consistent start, there's no point in having time to work on entries. If you're just going to go anyway well that's
1: a credit to you as well to get them to see the bigger picture you know you're working on like you said that the starts of the dives were those good yes okay we accomplished our mission yeah yeah. it's it's easy for those college kids to see wow you know i only scored 215 you know i should be going to 60 well we're gonna break some things down first let's get the let's get this where we want it and then yes we can make it pretty and i love that no it's a big
0: picture you have to
2: Yeah. I, I, it can't be said enough. Like whenever you sit back and actually think about it, I, Aaron hit the nail on the head though, goes to show you in in a short amount of time, those kids really trust you because we, we go through that here where it's like, Hey, like the goal for some of our athletes, the goal is March. And it's like, Hey, we have the Akron invite this week. And there's some really Buffalo's always there. There's like, there that women's meet is legitimately really, really good. And it's like, Yeah. And it's like, Hey, like our goal is go. And, you know, we have one young lady who's working on getting her two Oh five, three Oh five off in a meet the first time. It's like, Hey, let's try to get vertical. Like, and it's like, Hey, I'd rather you miss that dive in December than in March. Like, so let's get those reps now. And Hey, you have four other really strong dives on three and you're one meter strong. Like we're, we're, we're stressed about two dives. Okay. But it's like, it's part of the process. And if they trust that process and believe in it, then it's fun. So yeah. I I love love that.
0: When you're doing 12 dives and you only got to freak out about one or two, it's a re- really great meet. <laughs>
2: yeah, for sure, <laughs> for
1: sure. <laughs> so next question here is just how is the uh, start of the college season going and um, how, how are you adjusting? Is it going all right for you?
0: Dude, uh, man, I've been hit the ground running. So my, I got hired in April, um, but because of my grad assistantship, um west virginia kind of said hey you could take the job but we start we stop paying for your masters the minute you sign it <laughs> and so randy was really cool in the sense he's like okay like when do you graduate and i said june 24th he's like great can you start the 25th I said, <laughs> <"Okay."> <laughs> that's awesome, that's awesome. <laughs> so uh i literally i was coaching at uh i was at like, coaching at a texas camp and uh i immediately started recruiting like, I was, like okay. <laughs> that saturday i was like guys it's like coach's night off. Um, you guys have a, like great dinner. I'm going to go back to my room and just kind of start recruiting.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so that's been fun. Um, it's kind of cool. Um, cause I was a head coach at one point with Niagara, but it was part-time and it was, mm-hmm. it was great for what it was then, but now being at FIU in a bigger conference, bigger school, um, having my own team as a full-time job, I think it's totally different because I've learned a lot more. Right. And yeah. I think that's where it gets really exciting for me. Um, What's hard is uh, because it's Florida, um, we have so many international interests because if you ask any international student or anyone, hey, what are three major um, cities in in America? It's New York City, Los Angeles, and Miami. Yeah. And so we're located in Miami. So we always get reached out. So it's uh, very overwhelming, but it's cool. So I get to have different conversations and I will always accept a call. From every recruit that emails me because if yeah. they have the time to reach out and send me an email the least i can do is give them a call and give them a chance so yeah that's what's fun it's also hard because i also give all myself to work and i i've been trying to do better about myself <laughs> like hey like i'm done at 8 p.m um Good hasn't been really well. yeah it's not been going <laughs> well um but it's been going real well the athletes are great i have a very um senior class so i have two fifth years one senior Two juniors and then one freshman. Hmm. So I'm doing a heavy ladder recruiting um, because I'm also not only recruiting 2023s, I'm also recruiting 2024s. Sure. Okay. And so uh, this year's hard, but it's fun. I wouldn't like again. I love my job and it doesn't feel like work, so that's fun. Um, I will say the challenging part is coaching outside because I'm at the mercy of Mother Nature. <laughs> So if we have a uh, hurricane, or which we've had one, and then a major flash flooding, um, I can't do anything. So it's really making me adapt. Um, I'm very fortunate we have a dryland center that is also outside, but it's covered. So if I need to go do a dryland, uh, go do a wait session with the divers, I'd rather do that, do something other than nothing.
1: I'm really intrigued by this whole recruiting deal you know picking the athletes that you want on your team essentially yeah. what are some of the highlights of recruiting that you enjoy and some of the lowlights that are a little bit of a grind
0: um I will definitely say I'm a unicorn in the sense that I will probably say recruiting is probably one of my favorite parts of college coaching yeah, I'm with you. I, at least I would think, I don't know. I've never done it. <laughs> no, it's, it's fun, right? Like you get to meet all these different people. And um, I'm a firm believer that if I'm reaching out, it's because I'm generally interested in you as a person. And so if I thought you not the school, great. How can I help you get to the school that you want to get to? Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I I love taking in transfers. I just don't love sending out transfers. Mm-hmm. I think I want them to feel at home again, especially because we have, um, I think, of my six divers, three of them are international. I have an Egyptian, a Canadian, and a Finnish diver, so for me, right, like, they're never home, so I want the school to be yeah. as close to home as they're going to feel, yeah. um, and so for me, like, that part's fun. Um, what else, I recruit for personality as well, like, I like to think I'm a pretty funny person, but I always make the joke that if you say you're funny, you're probably not that funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's true. You should let so, other people tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can know what other people say. So for me, right, like I think if I know I can make jokes, but also be serious, like I have a yeah. standard. Um, uh, they divers won't compete dives unless they're going to average hit it for sixes or better. Mm-hmm. But I think you can have fun while doing that. So I mm-hmm. think that's where my coaching is a little bit different. So my first recruiting call, I don't ask a single question about diving. I ask, yeah. what what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite food, dessert, sports? Like, what do you like to do outside, book, anything like that, just to kind of get to know them as people. Um, the hard part is that because I don't say no to people, it's like I have to type everything out and then kind of narrowing it down. Yeah. Because then it's like, okay, like I built a bond with these people. I'll have like three or four calls with them before anything really progresses. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, okay, like now how do I decide like okay, who who am I taking? Who am I not? And then I always leave offset. Like if it's someone who I'm not taking, I just say, hey, listen, like it's not. It's really just I have to do what's best for the program. Mm-hmm. However, like if there's anything I can do to help you get in touch with a coach, get in touch. Like I had a recruit. Um, she really wanted to do nursing, and nursing's just unfortunately one of the programs that's really hard to do at our school because it's mm-hmm. on a different campus. Oh yikes! So, hey, like I know a bunch of schools that have nursing, and I know the diving coaches. Like, let me reach out to them, and I'll say, "Hey, I have this," and I'll, I'll totally do that. I have no issue doing that. It Takes me five minutes, so that's the hard part. But I try to make it up to them as best I can.
2: That's awesome. So I have a funny follow up. All right, sure. Josh, I'm just curious. What is your opinion on music on recruiting videos?
0: <laughs> You better be (laughs) really confident in the music you're picking. (laughs) Uh, Is is that a thing? No, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. They'll all pick, like, either, like, all motivational music, like Eye of the Tiger, (laughs) like, some people pick Meditating by Dua Lipa. And uh, I'm just, like, I mean, again, it's (laughs) – I didn't do a recruiting video. I didn't have one. So, for me, like, I can't really judge. But I think for me, like you can't have just every like whatever you think the most common song is, and you're like, oh, no one's gonna pick it. I promise you, someone pick it. <laughs> one
2: I uh I will not say what coach it was. It was a very successful coach. And I remember sitting there watching them go through recruiting videos. And I just remember at the time I was coaching at a D3 school and I'm like, it I mean, D it was probably similar to how you were at Niagara. Like you are grinding yeah. for like anyone that can breathe, and it's like, all right, we can do this. And then I see the recruits that he has that emails him. And it, and I'm like, man, do you go through all these videos? He goes, yeah, but I mute them the second I hear music because I don't want to hear what crappy music they pick.
1: Is, it, is that – that's like a real thing though? Kids, oh, yeah. they, they put music to it? If I like <laughs> the
0: song, I'll, I'll blast it. If it's a terrible, <laughs> song, I'll, I'll it. it's a terrible <laughs> song, I 100% mute it. I, I have like
1: no it. clue, dude. I totally – I never made a recruiting video either, yeah. but I – definitely would have been one of those guys to do
2: that it's funny though because i mean i think it was about two three years ago if you guys remember it was a baseball coach i'm pretty sure that it was a college baseball coach and he would like he made this viral video i think at the time it was on instagram or something and he goes if you put a song on your recruiting tape you bet your butt i'm blasting it and i'm gonna dance to it and well I started a walkout song and, and he started like taking videos of him dancing to it, and he became like super viral from it, and it helped him recruit <laughs> because it was like, oh, he kind of put himself out there but uh, mm. i i was like I just thought of that when Aaron asked no, about recruiting
0: It's a good one, and I think again, like your video has to be good because it's either you're putting in music because it's your video's long and you want it to have mm. some substance behind it, or you're trying to hide your dives
2: i i got a good here's another good question i got another question
0: too i'm
1: excited here all
2: right so here's my question for you josh recruiting yeah Yeah. how say the video is three minutes long yeah how long can you watch that before you're like yes this diver can dive here or no they can't nice oh
0: that is a good one. that's that's a great question
2: that's a really that's a hard question Uh, i think it's like 30 seconds
0: okay so i've seen some videos where they'll do like by category number so they'll do fronts and backs Mm -hmm. like yep and that if that's the case i kind of like skim like i'll watch a couple fronts watch a couple back like just so i can get a full range yep um if it's just like random dives which is mostly the case Mm -hmm. uh i'm I'm probably pretty close to like 30 to 45
2: it's like i need to see back and gainer come outs
0: if i see that i'm like we're good so for me, because um, I also have to recruit for towers. So for me, yep. like yeah. back and gainer come out as well as how your board timing is. Yeah, because I think with board timing, like I'll spend weeks up anyway on board timing. But mm-hmm. if it can kind of make my life a little bit easier, um, I'm also big on body position too. Mm-hmm. So like on inwards is probably my big one. Um, it's if you're throwing your hips straight back, it tells me that you're either not waiting for the board mm-hmm. or that your hips are too far forward so that way your hips automatically have to go backwards and which is easy it's an easy error fix
2: yeah
0: but i think for me it's something okay like are you still making the bigger dives and if so cool then i know okay if you're making it with like that much amazing technique like yeah, you can probably enhance it which is fun yep all right i got
1: a question for both of you now would you rather see a video of like an entire meet or like a greatest hits. Cause I feel like a lot of people put a greatest hits one out there. And then all of a sudden you see him and you're like, Oh, well that, that two and a
0: half is not the same. I'm going to let Heath answer uh, answer first.
2: Uh, it depends on the meat. It may like, so if, for instance, there's a, a young man that we're looking at and his recruiting tape is um, it's from zones or regionals. And it's like, I like the fact that he, and he missed some dives in it. Like, but I got to see like he had really good tops. He could spin. He just missed the bot. It's kind of what Josh described with his team. Like if they just missed the bottom, like, Hey, that's spotting come out entry work. We can do that. We can fix that relatively like with some really focused work. So it depends on the meet. Like if it's a middle of nowhere high school meet, like I probably am not super excited to see the six dives you do. And maybe like for a generally unknown diver, maybe seeing a best of, But if I can, like, search that diver on dive meets, see the dives they compete, see who they competed against, and see how they kind of stacked up, you're going to have a decent idea of, like, like for me, I always watch it, and it's like, all right, like, is this diver D1, D2, mid-major? Like, I can kind of separate that out, and I do a decent job of that right now and i th- i think for me it depends on the meat but i would love to see like a big meat like a state meat whether it goes good or bad because yep. even on the bad stuff there's a lot of good stuff that coaches are going to be excited
0: about sure yeah i think for me i'm pretty similar um i like to see the smacks because every everyone sends the greatest hits everyone sends yeah. the hits. yeah i kind of figured that unless you're telling me that every single time you do that dive you're hitting it for what your video is <laughs> I don't I don't think that's it like I remember um so Izzy Moreau, she's a fifth year at Virginia Tech so her older sister Vivian was my teammate in college and so when Izzy was going through the process Vivian sent me her video and was like hey like let me know what you think and Izzy opened up with let me introduce you to my ops and it's like bruises on her front leg back leg it's like 405 205 107 I'm like yeah like that's the stuff I want to see like I I think that's cool or I think that's you're different um Bigger meets are fun. I think that's more of a telltale sign of how you're going to perform. Hmm. Um, whereas uh, no offense to high school meets, but a high school meet in New York versus Texas is a very drastic different scale. Oh, yeah. And so like for me, like I don't care about scores, really. I just would rather see videos. Um, but again, like he said, even on a bad dive, uh, quote unquote, bad dive. Yeah. you can So much good. Yeah. yeah. And I,
1: I try to hammer home, like, Hey guys, nobody cares about scores, especially for a dual meet. That doesn't really matter. You know, everybody yeah. does care about how would you do at the state meet? Did you keep your nerves under control? Did you hit the dives? You were hoping to hit, did you fall apart after a miss? Cause those happen and they yeah. always do. And yeah. no matter what level you're diving at, you're going to be diving in a position where you need something on a day and yeah. a dive and a single round and whatever it might be. Yeah. And, You know, those greatest hits, they're fun. They're cool. You know, compile a video. Those are, that's cool for you to have personally, but that's not really what coaches want to see. They want to see you struggle and they want to see, okay, I can work with this because I can fix that.
0: No. And Aaron, I like that too. Cause like, I'll actually, especially at like state meets, I'll, if I can find the diver, I'll look back at how they did previously and see if they improved. And I'll also like for that meet, um, especially at a bigger meet. I yeah. will see like, okay, where was the miss and how did they do on the next dive after? Yep. Um, or even yeah. the next we had- dive, right? Because like that second dive, like that dive after, like I get it, you're probably going to be nervous. It may also not be a dive that you're great at. So if you give them, hey, like two dives after, it's okay, like they should be able to either A, get themselves back to um, a good mindset or they're not. And that's fine yeah. either way, right? But at least that way you as a coach, college coach can kind of see where they're it's,
1: at. It's really fun to notice those specifically, we just had our state meet for the girls here in Minnesota. And there was a young lady who she missed quite a few dives. Um, I remember watching her warm up and I just said, she's the best diver here. And it was clear she had the best technique, but she, I don't know, for whatever reason, just didn't hit any bottoms, kind of struggled a little bit. And she was in like 10th place, I believe going into finals. And she was, when I starred on my notepad, like she's going to bump up. I mean, she's too good of a diver not to bump up. And I think she finished as high as, I think she finished fourth, but had she hit all of her dives previously, you know, in the first eight rounds, I mean, I think she was in contention to win. Honestly, I think she probably was the best diver there. Just really had a couple of rough first rounds. If you're from Minnesota, hopefully I'm uh, not offending anybody, (laughs) but uh, I, I just definitely, there was one girl there that I was like, yeah, she's, she's kind of the cream of the crop here. Just the dives didn't go her way and, and it's okay. It
0: happens. Which by the way, Aaron, that kind of reminds me. So when you release when you guys release the podcast with uh how you structure a state meet, I send yeah. that to every club diver at Wings.
1: <laughs> uh. Yeah, my. I don't know how it happy. worked out. I'm just they were, you. they were really mad at me for sharing that information because, I mean, we get people through to finals that absolutely probably should not be at finals. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just the strategy piece. You know, I oh, love it. Do you want
0: to win or do you want to make finals? Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
2: Well, well and one last piece before we jump to the next question is I just also think it's really important, like Josh said, like he's looking for something slightly different because he does tower stuff. And it's like, every coach is looking for something different. Like if, if a coach's strength is coaching twisters, like they probably don't stress if someone can twist really, really well or not. Cause they're like, I know I can fix that. I just like, it's important to see that. Like, I know for me, if I see a good backing gainer come out, like we can, we'll figure it out from there. Um, at least with how it's went so far in my coaching career. Um, but, uh, moving forward, you know, Josh kind of just, dis- you kind of touched on it a little bit, but. Maybe describe your coaching style and what you're aiming to build at FIU over the next few years.
0: Yeah, no. Um. So like I said earlier, I'm very big on science and anatomy and physics. I think that's just something that like I've always been drawn to. Um. So for me, like um, having not did gymnastics or, or not really have a high school coach, like for me, like I needed it to make sense. And the only time it ever really worked was when someone broke it down in a way like, okay, like your arms need to be here because the board can't do this or can't do that. Um, so that, um, that was like, Ian or kind of did that um, my first year and then he left and then Christian Torres did a lot of that. And I thought that's where I got a lot of my foundation from. And Christian Torres was at Cornell for about five or six years after he left uh, Canisius and um, and then uh, Russ was pretty similar about basics, so I kind of just built it onto that. And then Carla is so meticulous, which I have always been. I've always been very, like, little details make the big picture, not big details across the board. Mm-hmm. And I think Carla just kind of hit that home. So for me, like, I love basics. I will spend three weeks of the season not doing a single hurdle or jump, or I like it needs to be consistent, like, where we want it. Um, and sometimes it's going to freak the divers out, right? Like they're going to be closer to the board than they're used to, or they're going to be higher than they used to not know what to do with it. Um, and I think it's just kind of coaching them through that. Like, okay, like this is normal. That's what that's supposed to feel like. Trust it. Um, okay. I always tell divers, if it feels weird, like 95% of the time, it's yeah. probably because like you're doing something right. Yeah. And that's just because your body's making a change. Um, diving. Um, And I remember this from Wingfield when I was in high school at a camp, he said, something like 23 or 27 uh different body movements that diving breaks that isn't consistent with how we want to move our bodies interesting and so diving just has to break that and i'm i'm assuming gymnastics or anything involving being upside down has a similar take but i try to put that in perspective as well um so for me it's really kind of just having it make sense so like talking about like Physics, okay, like your arms need to be parallel when you bring your knee through, otherwise your chest comes forward. Or, hey, your hips need to be about a quarter inch back on the board because the board's already flat before you stand on it. When you stand on it, it dips. So you need to be slightly over the board. So that way when it launches you, it goes in a still again, safe distance, but you're going in a more up direction versus straight out. Mm -hmm. And so I think having like, hey, this is why I'm having them do it gives them a lot more confidence. Okay, he's not just telling me to do something. Um and I tell them all the time, if uh, I give you something to do and it you ask me why and I don't have an answer, we shouldn't be doing it.
2: You, you know, that's a I, I say the same thing. Sorry to cut you off. I just no, wanted to good. ask you this. Do you think that is like different than when we were athletes? Cause like 100%. how many like I just vividly remember my coach being high school or college saying, do this, okay, because that's what coach said to do. Like, do you think that is something different? in today's athletes and why do you think that's different
0: um that's what's weird i'm not like i'm like four or five years older than my senior maybe four mm-hmm. or my fifth year and so for me like i'm not that much older but i think my coaching style versus how i was coached is like ages different like decades different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i think two one um because i think of especially i think covid brought that out is that we're a lot more vulnerable than we're willing to admit And so we like knowing, hey, like, why are we doing something? I want to know, like, what's going to be the outcome of why I'm doing that. Um, And two, I think it's also because, right, and I'm sure other parents are still like this, but like I was raised and I'm sure you guys were too. Hey, if a coach told you to do something, you just do it because they (laughs) said so. Yeah. Um, You don't really have an option if you, and if you complain, hey, guess you're not playing that day or guess you're (laughs) not competing that day. Cool. Um, And so I think that's what's changed. But I think too, like athletes respond more to show that you care, right? Like if yeah. you show, if you show praise, I don't yell. Like if you ask any yeah. diver I've ever coached, especially at club, cause that was the longest tenure. I've probably yelled once. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't like it. I don't think that helps. I think that makes things worse and they lose respect for you. Again, yeah. if that's your constant tone. And that works for some teams and some programs. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a wrong way. I just think for me, like, I can't mentally operate that like that on a daily basis yeah. without draining so much. I like yeah. to have fun. I like to be lighthearted. But I think just, again, showing that you care, showing that you're involved and in, like outside of that, like, hey, like, how was your test? How was the club event that you went to? Yeah. I think that just kind of makes it a little bit more like buying in and kind of that whole mentality of like for football, like, hey, I'll run through a wall for my coach. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I totally agree. So Josh, what
1: do you love the most about our sport?
0: Um, that's a great question. Okay. Well, uh, real quick, I don't think I answered the aiming to go to FIU, but short story yeah. long, I just kind of want to build a culture where diving is a fun environment that also gets results. And I think the only way to do that is by having standards, but making the standards enjoyable to get to. Um, but yeah, uh, to answer your question, Aaron, about the love of the sport, I think for me, it's, so when I played soccer, right, I could have the best game and we could still lose and that drove me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not, it's I, like, I'm, I'm sure most athletes would agree. They hate losing. Um, but I think in diving, right, like you can kind of control your own destiny because like, if you're consistent, you're going to do well almost every time. Yeah. Um, and I think right? Like the adrenaline, the overcoming fear, like that is something that I think it's totally different from every other sport. Again, gymnastics being the most similar, because again, you're landing on your potential landing on your head, right? There's a lot more risk, but with diving, right? Like you have to throw yourself off three-story buildings and do tons of crazy flips and somersaults, or you have to time up a a 250-pound board So that way you you get the right jump where one, you don't get shin splints and two, you time it well enough that you get a good ride. And I think there's so many different things that we have to think about um, in such a short time. And I think that's why divers do so many reps. It's not like a matter of, hey, like we just do this many because we have to. It's like, no, you do it. So that way your muscles get used to the memory of it doing it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't, and I think the closest comparison and this might, I'm curious what your take is. I think golf is the closest comparison. I, I mean, I would agree with that. I just had a ton (laughs) listening to
1: a golf podcast today and they were just hammering that same thing home is everything's between your ears. And they were recapping one of the, uh, I I went into it like a deep dive, right? So I'm back in 1991, the master's tournament, like that's how far, and that's how much I love golf. And they were just talking about one of these older guys swings and how amazing it was and how perfect he was. And he was such a nice guy that he let everybody else kind of say what they thought about his swing. And he took it in as criticism. He said, Oh, you know, you need to lift your elbow here. You need to turn your wrists here. Your hips are a little late. And he would like listen to that and then try these things. And he completely lost his swing and you never heard of him playing golf again. He's actually an announcer now, uh, Ian Baker Finch for those listening. Really, really cool story. He was at the absolute pinnacle and, something something weird happened he just let i guess too many people in and it totally messed with his brain and he stopped playing good golf he never never won a tournament again it was kind of a sad little fall off but to your point everything's between the years and yeah. you control your own destiny if you can remain consistent even at the most heightened you know intense moments you're going to be just fine and if you can't and you let outside factors in it's going to be a, a world of hurt for you and and
0: unfortunately sometimes that happens well, yeah, because people miss dives, right? People have, a. some people have the best meat of their life. Some people have the worst meat of their life. You never know until you're there. And I think, too, right, like, it has to do with just how you go into it, right? Like, I ask my divers all the time questions about the dive. Hey, where, where did you feel, like, where did you feel the weight shift in your backswing? Where did, right? Because I think if they take more accountability, they can understand a little bit more. And that, again, kind of what you're going on is, like, controlling your own destiny. Like, I think as coaches, we're just there to guide them. And like, I had my diving career. I was happy with how I ended. So I want the divers to be happy no matter what they did, that yeah. they were happy with how they do. So having them be involved in your coaching, as much as you can have them be involved, more power to it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I agree. I uh, Aaron, I don't know why this made me think about it. Cause you talked about that uh, gentleman at his golf swing and he's like, he let too many people in. Right before we started the podcast, I listen. I just go down this rabbit hole on Instagram of like motivational videos. It's pretty bad, to be quite honest. And uh, it was this professional fighter. His name's Chael Sonnen. They said if you could give advice to to an athlete on how to be great, what would you say? He's like, find a coach you trust and go to practice every day and actually try to get one degree better. He's like, because yep. a lot of people don't do that, and it just made me think like having a coach you trust that that's the only voice in your head that's a,
0: that goes a really, really, really long way. And I think that shows like how important our jobs are. Like I think that's what people don't realize. Like they're like, Oh, like you coach. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like I really can influence a lot right now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it also just goes to show, like, I bet I, I shouldn't say I feel confident that typically the athletes you have the best relationships with are probably the ones that are succeeding a little bit more. Um, at least I've seen that throughout my college, throughout my coaching career. Um, I don't think athletes like to hear that. I I know I've said that on this podcast before, Brian, I stole it from Brian. Galluli. He said, I have favorites. It's whoever shows up and works hard any given day. Some day it's the most talented kid on the team. Some days it's the least talented and that fluctuates, but it, it just goes to show like if you, you the coach can't want it more than the athlete. And when you guys want the same goal together, the equal amount, great things can happen, but those relationship building skills are really important as a coach. What do you, what do you guys think?
0: Uh, I totally agree. I think that, uh, when right again, it could be any different day where someone who was maybe not your favorite the day before happens to be your favorite the next day. Right. It's just of like the attitude that they come, like come in with. And I'm, I'm very much like an empath with that stuff. Like if you come in, Positive, like I had my divers read a book um before I got here. Um it's called The Energy Bus by John Gordon. Yeah. And it's a really great book. Um and I just had them read it just because like I think sometimes when we are mad or having a bad day, we tend to blame our teammates, but we don't ever take accountability of like, okay, like maybe it's me. That's why I'm doing it. And so for me, like I think that's something I really wanted to bring is like positive culture, whether it's hey, like I had a bad diet, but I'm still doing something different. Um but again, right, like there's days where they had a, they didn't sleep the night before because they were studying. So they really are just not in a mood or social life isn't going the way they want it. So they're just not in a great day or they're sore, right? Like you yeah. just there's so many different outside opportunities that like you can't control as a coach. And so you just kind of have to work with how they're acting that day and the best that you're going to get the most out of them. And so for me, like if there's a diver's like, yeah, like I'm just not feeling this practice. Um which I usually act, actually have them say what they want to do at practice. I'll have a plan in my head and I'll write it out for the week, but I usually like give them say, and if I like their plan, cool. Um, but some of them are like, yeah, like I'm super sore from lift yesterday. I'm like, great. We can do lineups. We'll do all ones. Like there's some, there's always things to work on. Even if it's just, Hey, like model, visualize and core. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It It's funny. You say you ask your athletes what they want to do. I don't, I don't know if I told Aaron this one, I, maybe I did. So last week before Thanksgiving, I told the kids, I said, hey, guys, we're just going to go like really light, like nice, easy, loose, and we'll pick a dive or two. <laughs> and so I had the kids come in, and we were playing golf. So I'm like, hey, if you birdie, it, you can move on, or you got to get two pars, however long that takes. Uh, I'm going to say, it, honestly, this might hurt my recruiting in the future. We had a young man. His name's Jordan. He's a senior. He's been busting his butt to try to get his NCAA cuts. He got his first one. He needs one more. And the dive that's been giving him the most fits is back two and a half. He just can't get vertical. Like he can, he he hits one every now and then on high board he, or low board on high board. And he just okay. plays with it too much. That's all it really is. Like his reverse two and a half. Awesome. Like he crushes reverse two and a half. And so we, we have a really crazy game here at clarion. It's called do it again. And so, uh, <laughs> so he, he did it back two and a half and it was okay. It was a little short, I'm like do it again. Did it the same. do it again. He probably did legitimately 25 or 30 back two and a half that day and uh, that's
1: like miracle on ice all over
2: again i'm i'm not exaggerating when i say 25 to 30 back two and a half but the cool part was we reached a point where the the secret to do it again is all they have to do is ask if they can move on and i'll say yes so like you could get to five (laughs) and if they say can i and so for whatever reason he got to about 12 And and someone looked at him and said, Hey, you know, if you ask to move on, he'll let you move on. And he turned, raised his hand goes, can I move on? I go, no, because she told you to ask that. And so I said, now you have to do three in a row that are six or better or you're not moving on. He did. I'm not exaggerating from 12 to 30. He did two in a row and he'd miss one. He did two in a row and he'd miss one. I'm like, dude, out of 18, you only miss, like you went 13 out of 18 that were awesome. And he's like, yeah, I know it wasn't the most fun, but I also know I needed that. I'm like, man, that was so cool when it's like – again, it's like I know what his goal is, and I know that's what he needed, but yeah. it's like asking the kids. No kids looking at me saying, 30 back, two and a halves, please.
0: No, and again, you, right? I don't give them a the number. I just tell them what they want to work on, and then I can kind of pick the number. Well, and
2: I also liked um, – I don't know if either one of you have listened to Laura Wilkinson's recent interview with Kenny Armstrong, her coach. It's I highly recommend it to any of our listeners – um to you two, it was incredible what i heard like what kenny said and he's like you know you too many coaches get set in their ways with like these are the numbers this is what we have to do he's like that takes away the flexibility to be able to say hey our front two and a half pike is fine on three meter let's do two of them and let's put those three extra reps where we need them and i really like that and then the other part you you know he talks about a story about laura um and how he had to consult with vince panzano and ron o'brien and you guys need to listen to it. So I'm going to leave the story there on a cliffhanger. It was one of the best stories in diving I've heard. It was awesome. (laughs) But, um, so moving, moving forward here, um, you know, I know that you got recently involved with the PDCA, the Professional Diving Coaches Association. Can you just kind of walk us through what your role is with the PDCA?
0: Yeah. So Professional Diving Coaches Association, uh, PDCA. So, I got elected secretary in August. Actually, I was at Junior Nationals when that happened. And I had Cliff DeVries, who is the CEO of it, and then Mike Retcher reach out and be yeah. like, hey, you should you should apply. And I was like, guys, I, I just started FIU. I have no idea. I still, like, I barely moved in. He's like, no, no, no you, sh- you should apply. And I said, okay, like, what do you need? He's like, just give me a resume. And I kid you not, maybe four hours later, oh, my God, congratulations. You got elected. this. <laughs> <laughs> it was like what? Like, yeah, it was unanimous. We all wanted to. Okay, great. No, <laughs> so I got basically roped in, which thank God because it's actually really fun. So my job as secretary is, um, I send the annoying once a week email newsletter. Uh, I love it. Yeah, thank yeah, you. I don't so, think
1: it's I don't think it's annoying at all. I I read it actually every single time.
0: Oh, awesome. Fantastic. Thanks guys. Uh, so yeah, so I, I spend probably like two hours, three hours a week going through like everything I can on diving. Um, so like this week right now, uh, world juniors is going on. So I will type up a result of what's going on there. Um, send links, all that stuff. Um, and I really like it cause again, I love the sport. And so for me, like going out and finding new things going on and just updates is great. Um, And I think what's cool about, and then I take notes during the minutes that we have, uh, we have a weekly meeting for about, we say it's a half hour, but it's always 45 to an hour. Um, But yeah, so we just talk about, hey, like what's going on? What are our plans? Like we just hosted the symposium not too long ago. So like our big thing was that now it's, hey, like what can we do moving forward to get a little bit more traction, get a little bit more membership. And the goal of it is just kind of like, we want coaches to know hey they have a resource they have a a location to go for information for whether it's job postings or techniques or hey like what's going on like I know we plug in your guys's podcast as well and it's again just to kind of get people especially more more so high school coaches because I think that's where a lot of the education I should say needs to go but it does it does you can say that Okay. Yeah. So, um, cause I just, I'm, I'm going from like New York, right? Like New York, I went to a couple of state meets as an athlete and as a coach recruiting, and there's just drastic, so drastic levels of coaching. Mm-hmm. And it, again, at the end of the day, we all want safety. We all want fun for the diver. Um, and we want the sport to grow. So why shouldn't there be a one general location where you can find as much info as possible? Yeah.
1: No, I like that. Uh, the, and uh, what I've noticed this leads right into my next question is the PDA, the PDCA has really grown really honestly over the last few months, maybe the last calendar year, you know, what are the goals going forward? And maybe more importantly, what can we do to help? Because we are noticing a whole bunch of really good things you guys are doing and we're loving it.
0: Well, thanks. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not just me. Like we have Mike Ratcher, Steve Omak, uh, Oh, I gotta go down the order. Uh Cliff, Steve, Stan at Trinity, um, mm-hmm. Chris Zucas, Mike, myself, um, and you know, it's just a really fun job. It's 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 all volunteerism for us. It's just something, hey, like, because we love doing it. Um and it's been a really big team effort as well. Oh, and we also have Tom Quinn as well, who's out of Cortland um area. And so for us, right, like, I think we started when in August, we had like five or 600 subscribers. And now we're up to like 1250.
1: Nice. Um, and my, awesome.
0: goal, um, my goal is to get at least 1500 by the end of December. Um, and if you see the view of the newsletter, really, we could like have like, I think 5000 trained coaches by 2030. And I think at the rate we're going, we're probably going to pass that, fingers crossed. But again, it's just something for us to do. So I think for our goals, again, we just want to get as many coaches involved um, because we do think that's where that comes from, right? Like athletes Mm -hmm. are, you can always pick up, I mean, Aaron, you do it, you told me on the podcast, right? Like you picked up former skiers and everything else like to come join, right? You can find athletes, but I think finding trained coaches that are confident and skilled enough that's a harder task mm-hmm. and so that's kind of like where we want to come in is hey how can we affiliate that how can we get more coaches involved and i think for you guys i mean for just to help out like every once in a while so slide didn't mention mm-hmm. uh, yeah but yeah i think honestly like um like i know we're gonna go i know we have like i think steve and cliff are going to and mike obviously are going to junior um to winter nationals nice um, having Steve on the board is really um, super great because he goes to a lot of international meets as well as USA meets. Mm-hmm. So that helps. Um, yeah. And then just having uh, we have state representatives uh, opportunities. So if you're in a state that you want to be part of the PDA, uh, PDCA and you're like, hey, like, how can I get more involved in coaching or how can I be more involved in the diving world? Right. Um, you can actually reach out to Mike Gretcher. and. Um, and he, in our newsletter, um, and anyone can subscribe. It doesn't have to be a diving coach. It could be some coaches, whoever, that wants to get more info. Um, and it's at Pro Co- uh, prodiving.org, I believe is mm-hmm. the website. Um, but yeah, so reach out to Mike, say, hey, I want to be a state representative. And it's, hey, once a month or something like that, you or you guys meet and say, hey, like, what's going on in your high school season? What's going on in the club? Who's willing to host meets, et cetera? awesome
2: yeah that that symposium was awesome it was like i like am keeping my fingers crossed that's like becomes an every year or even a like twice a year thing it was incredible
0: yeah mike's actually coming out uh we were just talking about our last meeting um so since the symposium went off really well we all were really happy with it um but we do want something to go on at least once a month, so we're looking to try and get like like kind of like what you guys have, but like on a more spread out basis, where we just mm-hmm. once a month. Hey, anyone who's a PDCA member, um, I think an annual fee is a, as cheap as like thirty nine dollars yeah. for the year. Um, anyone who wants uh, that's a member can actually log on for free for the video and just be part of um, like uh, depending on the guest, right? We'll some, um ask hey. So-and-so is coming on in three weeks. Yeah. Any questions you want to have asked, please submit by this time. That's and awesome. We'll have a 45-minute session, 15 minutes for Q&A at the end. And then, again, once a month, once every two yeah. months. Like just, again, just to keep people more involved, more engaged. So
2: it's such a, great, such a great idea. Instead of, like, this forum where it's more just us talking, it's, like, definitely more of an educational forum. That's They, they were awesome. Honestly, every single presenter that you guys had, I was – thoroughly impressed by and it was awesome so um just keep doing what you guys are doing it's great um you know and then last question before we kind of jump into our signature questions is looking forward in your career what are the goals you have for yourself in the world of coaching
0: oh gosh all right so you sent me this earlier today and i was on a flight and i've been thinking about this <laughs> flight and i still don't have an answer um i think for me like i i really love what i do and then, so for me like wherever i go next if i go anywhere next like i'm really happy here um i know it's only been like three or four months now (laughs) like my family's moving to florida they're like uh, they're about an hour and 40 north from here so like for me like this is as close to my family as i'm ever gonna get since i'm 18 and i'm 26 now yeah i'm 27 so like that's something really appealing i my goals i'd love i mean i'm I'm super privileged to coach olympian um right now and i've I've coached a couple just here and there um i'd love to go to the olympics as a coach um whatever country i get to represent <laughs> i'd love to be a part of usa but like whatever country i'd be honored um and that's I, you know i'd like uh i went to olympic trials as an assistant coach i'd love to go again as a full head coach for an athlete um or NCAAs again. I just really I want to be able to go as far as I can with the athlete who wants to be there as much as I want to be there. That's awesome. So kind of touching on what you said, like I shouldn't want it more than the athlete.
2: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's awesome. But I don't care
0: what school I'm at. I mean, <laughs> like at location, like I'm really happy in Florida. I love the beach. I grew up near the beach. So for me, like um I'm I i do not see myself leaving for a while. That's awesome. That's
1: yeah, good stuff, man. All right. Well, we'll get into our signature questions. Um, we don't treat failure like it's a bad thing, more of an opportunity for growth. So from that lens, what would you say is your favorite
0: failure? Okay. So I have one as a diver and one as a coach. So the one as a diver, I was my senior year. I had the year prior, I made top eight and got like sixth and seventh on one and three respectively. And this is my senior I was like, okay, I've been doing really well all year. I'm not stressed. And I tried to play smart and I went, I changed my dive in prelims. I went on three meter. Instead of doing a 105b, uh, 107C, I did 105B. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like I know I can hit this for sixes or better every time. It's not stressed. And I just, you feel like you, you're not spinning or you're spinning too much. You're like, yeah, I'll just come out early. And I came out. <laughs> and I just snuck it in. Like I got like four and a half fives. And I got ninth place, which is automatically Constellation finals. And I got oh. it. By, I got it by point seven. Oh no! It's, it's clear in my mind. I got it by 0. 0.72. Oh. And so I was so mad. I was like upset. I was. I was. I was a terrible athlete. I'm not going to sugarcoat. It. I was horrible. I was throwing temper tantrums. All but <laughs> my coach is like, listen, you're here. It is what it is. Um, your team has a chance to do well. Like, let's just get ninth place, win, yeah. win consolations. So I said, okay. Ended up doing that. It was fun. And then what I've learned from that is you can't go into cocky. <laughs> so yeah. No matter how, how good you feel, no matter how well you feel like you're peaking, you just have to trust what you've been doing. And so the next day, Oh, we had a day break cause it was women's. I think women's three meter was the next day. So then I had one meter and, um, if you asked any of my teammates or my coach, that was probably the one meter meet of my life. I nice. I was in third place until round five. And someone told me where my score, like where I was placed. I didn't care my score. I just didn't want to know ever where I was placed. Right. And someone said, Hey, you're in third place. Um, I got sevens on my four oh five on one meter. I got like, oh, it's just a great meet. It was super cool. And I ended up placing like fifth, but I went like two eighty at conference on one meter. Nice. And I was like, all right, like, that's the best score I've gotten at a conference meet. And that's only like 30 points off my highest score ever. And it was at a, yeah. a game, which I don't count as a high score as much. So for me, like, that was the, that was the favorite failure in the sense that like, I got to, yeah, okay. Like I knew going into it, I had it and I took advantage of it and I lost. And so I just kind of need to be a little bit more humble and trust myself a little bit more that, Hey, like, just trust what you've been working on. Trust what your coach is saying um so yeah Um, yeah and that's why i tell my athletes all the time like hey like just because you had a good day one day doesn't mean you're gonna have a great day and just because you had a bad day doesn't mean it's gonna continue Mm -hmm. what's your other one the uh the coaching oh yeah the coaching one sorry uh so the coaching one is uh i was a first year at niagara and i had coached a teammate or a former friend who was, uh, like, basically a teammate because we were so close in um, distance and radius of school. And I kind of, I don't want to say I let him do whatever he wanted, but I kind of, like, let him get away with a lot more than I wanted to. And that really bit me in the rear end one day because uh, he got really mad at a practice I rode him to the point where he threw a hot tub into the diving well. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was crazy. So then I was like, go get it like absolutely not and I was like okay well then I guess we're ending practice and so I pulled him aside and we just chatted right it mm-hmm. was it was for me it was real hard to heart of like hey like I know we were really good friends I know this is hard this is awkward right but we need to kind of respect that boundary a little bit yeah and I think that was my first real hard conversation as a coach yeah because it was kind of like okay like if this is what I want to do as a career like I need to be able to have these hard conversations and if I'm yeah. gonna have it, I should have it with someone who I'm super close with yep because that's gonna be the hardest um and to give you an example of how close we were I remember my senior he was a junior I couldn't find my my speedo for conference <laughs> and so I'm on the ladder for three meter like just hanging out and I yell across the pool where's my super suit <laughs> and from the Incredibles and he adds like he continues the whole scene so he, like, <laughs> from Incredibles at conference.
2: that's um, awesome you
0: know what he's super chill um but yeah so like again if for me it was like okay if I was able to have that kind of conversation with someone who I'm very close with yeah kind of set that boundary like which was really difficult um I can do this with anyone else
1: yeah for sure for sure all right so next one here what can the NCAA or USA diving
0: do to improve um, all right. So from a club perspective of USA Diving, um, I would really, really like to see like more opportunities for meets because I think like, okay, if a diver's done, like we have what, uh, regionals is in May zones is in mm-hmm. like end of June and then end of July is, uh, juniors, right. Mm-hmm. For those athletes, if they don't go past any of those things, their diving season's done for the year. mm mm-hmm. And their friends, their teammates, their friends from across the country, right? Like they're all still competing. So I think there should be at least like, hey, like here's like a national invite. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I know basketball does like the NIT or like mm-hmm. um, swimming and diving does NICs, right? So like just having an extra meet where divers can still train and work for something, even though that like it's not junior nationals, right? right. Like, give another shot. Um, And I know like that may not be super feasible, right? But I, there needs to be something. Yeah. If a diver like there are some divers that like work really hard and they're just in a tough region. Yeah. And they can't go past regionals because everyone in their region is just super talented or had a better day that day. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, okay, like, so my friends are still gonna dive till August. I'm done in May. I have June and July to kind of just chill and not train for anything. Um on the NCAA side, um, I think having referees like would be significantly better especially at like invites or bigger meets because as coaches right unless we're unless one of us is FINA certified and on that panel there should we we shouldn't be judging and i I say that because i think we're so critical like you'll hear coaches on deck all the time oh i've seen them do it better or oh like you know that's just it's that's the best one i've seen so i'm gonna go higher Mm -hmm. right we just kind of need some like neutral Judging, which again mm-hmm. is not easy or financially stable, I get that. But at least if we can have it at like the mid seasons, right? Like there's, mm-hmm. there's 20 mid seasons across the country. Pick one or two fina judges on the panel
1: mm-hmm.
0: across the board, yeah. and then again every conference, every zone meet, right? Like why does it just have to be NCAA's or the Power Five? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, that's a that's but a good it's, one.
0: There's too many. It's, it, it's there's. If we're trying to look for the best divers in the country, we shouldn't have our coaches be doing that because we are yeah. so biased. Even if we're not doing it on purpose.
2: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Well, I I was actually talking to Aaron, excuse me, Aaron about this, where I've I've been very fortunate that we have a lot of like the former coach at Claire and he judges at nationals, so I can ask him to come judge a dual meet. And, and I'm very fortunate that we have a lot of good people in the area that I can trust to do a pretty good job. I think it if anything they're a little tougher normally. But more importantly, it's actually a little bit more challenging to actually coach your athletes, how they need to be coached at a meet when they come over, you're in the middle between for you, it's like Adam Soldati and someone else. And someone's like, Hey, what did you think? And it's like, well, I thought this, 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 but wait, there's a dive going. So hold on. So it's like selfishly, like I've enjoyed inviting others to come and judge that I trust can do a good un as unbiased as you can get in our area job yeah. because it allows me to coach so i that's
0: a yeah. good point point. and i think too right like i looked at other meets and this is no no disrespect to any other meet of how no, it went. It's,
2: okay. it's okay you're allowed to say it uh, yeah but
0: i wasn't there right i didn't see the guy right but <laughs> right. there was some guys, like divers going like 300s 320s and like i think at the purdue invite which was purdue louisville us uh northwestern right we had so many amazing schools and coaches the meet was hard it was yeah. a hard it was a hard judge meet we didn't have many female divers break 300 yeah and again, no disrespect to the other meets because i have no idea how they dove but you're telling me out of that invite no one else was close to that yeah So, again, and i think that just speaks to the coaches judging like we don't know well and that
1: that happens a lot i'm sure you're aware in the high school world it's it's mm-hmm. kind of upsetting at times but i know how to work with it and and use it to my advantage strategically we have kids from all over the state and and whether you come from minneapolis area or outstate kind of where i where i'm from i'm on the outskirts of outstate you know i'm two hours from the twin cities but there are people way north of me i mean four or five hours north of me And I've seen scores come in and like, hey, you know what? You have the highest seeded score from your section. You are the top seed going into state. Well, I also know like, you know, those scores are not the same down there because it's a legit judging panel and we're looking at tiny little details. And, you know, so every time I see an outstate kid near the top of the leaderboard, I, I ask myself that same question, like, well, I see they posted a big number. How much? can I potentially take off in my head so that I can realistically place them on where I think they're going to end up? And, you know, I'm fortunate to know the ins and outs more than most people to know that, you know, they're, they're, they're 420 point section meet is probably going to be closer to 320. and, you know, they get all upset at the meet and it's, it's not a reflection of, they're not a good diver. It's a reflection of the judging where you're at is just not where it should be yeah. and that's what's incredibly frustrating um from where I'm at and it's it's everywhere
0: yeah and I mean I was I was blessed um I was it was really cool so I was a huge I mean I'm still a huge David but fan, and he was he's the assistant coach at Purdue and I played it super cool if he's listening I'm super sorry I didn't say anything but my mom was like, my mom sent me a picture of like me with an autograph saying, like, keep it in perspective or whatever. I was like, oh my God, you, you should, you should show him. I was like, no, that's, that's weird. Um, <laughs> so he, was, he was judging the, on the panel and like, you know, obviously being an Olympian, like, he knows what dives are supposed to look like. So the fact that we were kind of all on par, like, that kind of made me feel better about the situation. Cause okay, like, if we're judging like a FINA's meat, like, this is going to be a breeze compared to like NCAAs or zones, or it's not necessarily a breeze, but at least it's, Hey, like this is what you're going to dive at. at yeah. zones. You're going to Dive yep. today conference today. So that was like the pro and it took me to have some reflection. It took me the plane ride back from Chicago to Florida to have that epiphany. But I think that's, again, it's, it's not the diver. It's not the coaches by any means. It's just the judging. Yeah.
2: But I, I think like you said, though, Going to a meet like that, that, you know, is judged a little bit more on par with what your conference zone and hopefully nationals are judged. It lets the divers be a little bit more aware of where they're at, where they need to improve. We talk about that with our national kids all the time, where once you get your scores and we know you're going to the meet, your meets, I mean, it's bad, but it's like your meets do get judged a little bit differently because it's like, Hey, I need to know where we're at for March, not for dual meet against. Yeah. Ashland. not for December, yeah, like, you don't need right, like for December. yeah right like even even the akron invite like you know that because that's the meet you guys would have went to for your midseason, right josh
0: yeah but i also went there as, as uh buffalo as a,
2: oh yeah and yeah. so it's like you know that like so for us like our athletes are like what i mean victoria is still diving correct yeah like, yeah like there. that's like a like that is an olympic trial caliber athlete an ncaa qualifying athlete like that is a legit top tier diver. And, and the whole Buffalo crew is good. The whole Akron crew is good. Oakland is like, they're all good. And so it's like, Hey, if you can final here on the women's side, like pretty good indication, we're sitting in a really good spot for where we want to be in March, you know? And so it's like, it's all framing. It's, it goes back to what you said earlier about like, it's part of the process. And if your athletes believe you, it's really powerful. And if they don't, then they just throw temper tantrums and it's not good. Um, moving forward, what's your favorite drill to do as a coach for your athletes?
0: All right. So dry land. uh, I think a lot of my big thing is inwards because um, I hit the board when I was eight. So for me, I was terrified of inwards. Um, And I had a coach kind of what you did to your athlete, having them do 30 of in a row. I had to do double bouncing inwards. I had to do, uh, my coach had me do uh, add an extra half somersault to every optional and three meter. So front quad back, triple gainer, triple (laughs) inward, triple um and I kept going long on inward triples so he was like yeah let's just try 407 so I did it it was legal I wouldn't ever compete it but it was fun (laughs) so for me like inwards is really like something I'm big on because I think because you're throwing yourself towards the board it's super Mm -hmm. terrifying out of all of them so I'll have them do a heel slap drill which is basically Mm -hmm. just set up the mat right go about a half of your foot out and then throw your uh push through your toes throw your hands separate from your head as you throw and then slam your heels back and get that toe push and then if i'm sh- having an athlete struggle with the head separation i know I, I, you and i talked about it a, a yeah. while ago i had um we have a foam soccer ball yeah and so i'll have them like hold the soccer ball up. and it's great for tower right because they want to have their arms narrow so i'll have yeah. them boom, boom pop throw and they'll have to hit me in the chest and I'm my like, guys get all your anger out like yeah. anything, let it out um and then for water, I'm a sucker for, like, one-step hurdles and double-bouncing drills or, like, yeah. standing stuff, right? Like, yeah. you can't cheat that stuff. Yeah. Um, And then, obviously, lineups. But lineups, I feel like, unless you're doing some form of momentum movement with them, right, it gets kind of a – I don't want to say wane, but it kind of just gets stagnant where it's just kind of like there's not really a whole lot of change because they're not used to rotating or they're yeah. just doing the lineup still. So. It just depends on the season i do do a lineup game once a month with my divers so basically um if they go short it's one point if they go vertical it's three points and if they go long it's two points Mm -hmm. and then if you rip it no matter which however you go you get plus two so max of five lowest of one Mm -hmm. and then i have them do it every time and i try and keep the scale the same for everyone across the board so that way when it gets to a next game they're like okay like how did i do how did i compete yeah um and the reason why i i rather them go long than short because for me as a coach i think if you go short it's because you can't make the dive yeah if you go long it's because you missed your out yeah
2: yeah agreed um we, we talk about that all That like, we have a, that, that gentleman, Jordan, like is one Oh seven and he, does, he's not a strong twister. So on three meter, he does back two and a half with a half twist Pike. And I'm like, listen, you can't miss this dive short or I, like, you're going to be eviscerated by the judges. Like they're going to kill you. And so like, he doesn't miss it short. Like, and it's like, if you miss it long, like I can live with it. Like I can yeah, live with the could. four and a half. We went long, but like you go short and get threes. Like I'm not a happy coach. Um, and then it's like, of course, undeniably the last meet we had, he landed way short and I go, what is your only rule with that time? He goes, don't go short. And I go, what'd you do? He goes, go short. But, um, <laughs> one job. yeah. Um, uh, best advice given or received.
0: Ooh. Okay. Um, given was, uh, okay. Uh, you don't have to be fearless. You just can't let fear stop you from your goals. Mm-hmm. um i really like that one um another one that i really like which is sounds horrible but it's the actual the aa uh prayer so like um please god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference i think that really applies to diving because right like there's so many things that we can't control like we we can hope to have a good hurdle and we can pray to have a good hurdle but we can't change once we're down the board and so just kind of carry on with that. So that's something I really, like, try to do a lot. Um, the best advice I've ever received from someone, because um, I try to give that those two a lot, um, received would probably be, um, I had, I remember I was at dual Meet my junior year, and I was super mad with my score. But I was happy with how I it before I knew the score. Mm. and so <laughs> my coach asked me you know like why, why was why was I mad and I was like well I didn't score well I didn't place well my swim coach wasn't gonna be happy and he said okay before you knew your score were you, were you happy with how you do I'm like yeah he's like okay then who cares like excuse me yeah. who a crap about the yeah. score
2: yeah and I
0: was like yeah okay but like my swim coach was like okay and I'm I coach you primarily so yeah. if you're good with how you dive I don't care about your score because I thought you did really well yeah and sometimes the score doesn't reflect that and that's something I Again, I try to tell other divers like, hey like you could have a really good dive. like you could have just had the best top ever and you got fours. Yeah that doesn't mean it was a four dive. It just means your overall impression was a four, but the start was an eight. yeah. yep.
2: um who would you like to hear us interview next?
0: It's so hard, man. I have so many good options. All right, Buck Smith, yep at Eastern Michigan. I think he'd be a great. It's a good one. your brain. Um, I would say Kara, but I don't know how she feels about technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she's so, friends with Robat, so that tracks. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you guys might have to ask her when you guys are in West Virginia. Um, but she'd be great, man. I mean, she coached Christian Ibsen. She's yep. coached so many great athletes, and just her knowledge is just insane. Um, I remember if I had to pick a third one, um. You guys already did my Gretcher. I would say Cliff DeVries. Yeah, yep. Yeah, like Cliff, we've been
1: working on it. We're working on Cliff. His schedule is crazy. His yeah. schedule
0: is absolutely bonkers. Uh No, I think Cliff just has so much breadth of knowledge, and uh, not only on the college side, but just growing upstate diving. Yeah. Like, I think that's just a cool thing. And if I, I'd be reluctant to say Russ Decker because if he, yeah. if I didn't say Russ, he'd kind of throw me uh, a hissy fit. So yeah, definitely well, good, Russ. Well,
2: well, good. I'll, I'll ask Russ when we're at Akron this week. I'll say, hey, you know, you were requested for us to interview you. So uh, he's going to be like, who the F asked that? And I'm going to be like, Josh. And he's going to be like, all right, cool. That checks out. Yeah, that, yeah, that's
0: exactly what he's going to say. He's like, yo, how much? Honestly, I mean, honestly, and,
2: I mean, honestly, like, I don't think Russ really knows me from a hole in the wall, but like like Russ is just one of those like low-key amazing coaches that just kind of chill in there and just killing the game. And that like in the Mac there,
0: like he's killing Definitely. it. He loves him in major. He loves Buffalo a lot. I told him if he ever left, I want, I want first dibs. Um, Nice. uh, But no, he, he has a way and he's very relaxed and he is a very down to earth guy. Once you get to talk to him and chill with him. But if you ask him any question, he'll answer. Nice. Cool.
2: Cool. I'll follow up with him this weekend then. So that's awesome. And then uh, I stole this one from Dr. Rob Bell. What question aren't we asking that we should be?
0: Ooh. Oh, um, I think I asked you guys this question and you both said this was a really good question. If you weren't coaching, what sport would Uh, you be a part of or would you want to coach? Yeah. uh, Just writing writing
1: that down. Yeah. I can already, I can, I can hear your brain thinking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I just think too, right. Like I, I like asking that question because it really gives a perspective. Okay. Like as diving coaches or just divers, like you can kind of guess how we think and feel so if they pick the different sports, like, okay, like, why are they picking that? Because it's not for probably any of the reasons that they're doing diving. Yeah.
2: Well, well so circling back to what you said about soccer and all that earlier, it was funny. We were um, at Thanksgiving and I was talking to my dad and so- somehow the topic of me playing football came up and I, I was, a, I was a decent football player, not good enough to do anything with it post high school. But my dad said something that was like, so spot on. He was like, Heath was good at football. He just didn't like, uh, like relying on others for the, for the result, yeah, like I could have played the best game of my life, and we could lose. And in our high school, we did lose by 50 points every freaking game, so it's like, what the heck? Like, you could play the best game ever, and it's like, that's yeah, sucks. It,
0: it doesn't mean anything, yeah. So, yeah. I've been really happy with the World Cup going on right yeah. now, it, it's been a great life for me. Uh, yeah tuesday's gonna be interesting, but we'll see,
2: yeah. So, um, just before Aaron does our send off, just want to start putting it out a little bit early. Um, we're going to start to mention the camps and clinics information coaches. If you're running a camp or a clinic, let us know. Um, I think we're trying to work on some things behind the scenes to maybe make that a little bit better for an advertising aspect for everybody. Um, so reach out Instagram, email to Aaron will go over here shortly. Let us know if you need anything and uh, Aaron and before I'm done, Josh, we've been looking forward to this one. You've been killing the game down there and uh, we're just, just super excited to have you on and keep doing what you're doing, brother. Yeah. Thanks
0: guys. It's been awesome.
1: For sure. All right. Well, hit us up on Instagram. We are at The Diving Pod. Our email is thedivingpod at gmail.com. Go over to divingpod.itemorder.com. Get yourself hooked up. T-shirts and hoodies are on that site. Just enter divepod at checkout for free shipping. And also little news and notes. We have been withholding a little bit of information. I don't think um, we're going to jinx it by finally announcing it, but we do have a role for winter nationals in a couple weeks. Um, I will be the announcer at the meet and we're super, super excited about that. And then also Heath is going to be the commentator on the live stream. So we're starting to kind of play around a little bit with other roles. Again, we put it out there on this podcast. We would love to be at some point, some year involved with an Olympic games and just doing more in different avenues kind of exposes us to potential down the road there. Obviously we're a long ways from that, but um, doing anything we can to, to try to get there at some point. So with that, I will say thank you to Josh and feel free to, I saw your little message there. Feel free to say what you need on the PDCA and thanks for a great episode.
0: Yeah. Thanks guys. Uh, yeah. Please check out Florida international university. Uh, we're located in Miami uh but yeah uh pdca professional diving coaches association you can check us out for all the info regarding that at prodivingcoach.org um and then yes feel free to sign up you can be a free subscriber just check out the newsletter or if you want to be uh pay a membership you can get benefits of watching out videos checking out different uh news articles anything along those lines but yeah thanks guys awesome i love it well we will see you next time